0: you're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio. No, the future of radio is here. Funemploymentradio.com
1: no, I don't think there's any reason to be nervous. The th- you have had is more experience than me. I've though. had a lot of experience. You have, you have. And the key is you have to do different things to try to make, make it fun, like make a game of it. While you're there, you know, it can be uncomfortable because it's a long period of time. And you
0: don't really know what you're doing. You
1: don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And there's sometimes a lot of boredom while you're standing there and everybody else is, you know, out and about having fun. You have to actually make that part of your fun. Like make them, include them in your world whether they know it or not.
0: I absorb their fun. Yeah, well, kind of. I make it part of my fun. You make them
1: your game. That's pretty much what it is. There's ways to do this. I'm going to explain it to you. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nebler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right. We've got a a fantastic show lined up for you here today. Fantastic, you say? Damn it! I'm trying. I don't to think break I've ever heard you
0: call anything fantastic. I'm trying
1: to break myself of fantastic. Uh-huh. I know I'm working on it. I'll I will do better with that. We've got a wonderful show lined up for you right now. Uh, it's with other other words here that I can use instead of fantastic, fabulous. It's being noted in the chat at the live chat funemploymentradio.com/live. I'll figure out some other words to put in instead of. Fantastic. The F word, if we'll we'll call That's it. That's what you're gonna
0: call it. The F word. We'll
1: call it the F word. Okay. I'm gonna work on it. I'll try to. I'll try to slow down on using fantastic. However, I do want to talk about a great. Sponsor of Fun Employment Radio, right here off the bat, just really quick, I want to let you guys know, Next Adventure, fine, longtime sponsor of Fun Employment Radio, Next Adventure is located here in town if you're in Portland on 3rd and Grand, and then they've got the whole paddle store, which is, uh, the, it's like all kinds of kayaks and canoes and all of that stuff there. And the
0: boards that you can stand on.
1: And the stand up boards, mm-hmm. yep, they do have those too. Those are really cool. Uh, but it is getting ready for ski season, and right now they've, they've got deals where you can save up to 60% off on ski and snowboards and you can do that online too nextadventure.net so it's really good savings it's it's great stuff if you want to go skiing have you ever been skiing?
0: Yes Uh, You don't sound confident a couple times no I was thinking the one time I went snowboarding that was the that was the horrible time I told you about where the girl was dangling from my snowboard, basically, because I didn't know what I was doing. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, you were one of those people on the lift. Yeah. I ruined- wasn't one of those people. I told her not to sit next to me because I didn't know what I was doing, and she ignored me and did, and then she slipped and ended up hanging from my snowboard.
1: Because you shoved her off.
0: No, I did not shove her off. She fell off, uh-huh. and then she hooked onto it. She was only like a foot off the ground, but still. Really?
1: Really? Yeah, people don't usually fall. Off, just fall off. She
0: was trying to jam herself in. I'm like, hi, I don't know what I'm doing. Can you please not get on the on the ski lift <laughs> with me? And she did. She slipped. She fell. And sure as shit, her ski slipped into my binding of my snowboard, and she dangled there. Okay. And they had to stop the thing. I'm not really the biggest on mountain sports. I'm not very coordinated. However, I do like skiing better than snowboarding.
1: Skiing is fun. Mm. Snowboarding's fun, too. I'm just bad at snowboarding, so I prefer to go skiing. Anyway, nextadventure.net. Find savings right there. Okay, what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. So, you know, Fun Employment Radio is our main job. We do this here. Uh, We do it five days a week. This is starting to become
0: your, I live in a converted attic in southeast Portland.
1: Uh, But, of course, we've got side jobs that we do as well. And these side jobs, you know, we, we've got some various different ones. You know, I do some work for like digitaltrends.com and, and things like that. And then also we've got some other ones. Now I've been working, I'll say this, I'll be, I've been working in events at a big venue here in town for a while. You know, I'll just say it, I've said it before. I work yeah. at the Portland Art Museum for their events. They've got a whole event side and I'm talking like big events, like hundreds of people, sometimes a thousand people type events. Big ones. And Sarah is just getting into this world, not working there, but at a different place working in events herself. So you're going to be like a a banquet bartender? I am a
0: banquet bartender for um, a hotel here in Portland. Okay. I've only worked uh, twice so far, but it's been like a week since I worked last, so... I'm getting kind of nervous. I'm working an event tomorrow. I don't. You don't know what it is until you're there. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. It could be, yep. you know, a wedding. It could be some sort of like fancy meeting of the minds where everyone's like, look at how wealthy we all are. It could be anything,
1: you know? Right. It could be one of, yeah, it could be any of those, but you have to be ready for it. And a lot of the times when you work these things, like it's either a rush, rush, like quick, you know, everybody gets in, you know, I'm, I mean, for my side, it's more, you know, they all come in and then it, then it gets really... A lot of times, very boring. Or for you, it's probably serving a lot of drinks and then everybody sits down for dinner and then you're just kind of standing there, probably mm. bored for a while. Yeah, you just kind of stand there because
0: what basically your job is is sit there and wait until somebody wants a drink at any point in time. Even yeah. if it's like 30 minutes between people wanting drinks, like you are there. Right. That's your position. You stay there. And
1: that's your job. And that's what they're paying for. Mm-hmm. But the key is during those boring times, you have to start embracing what you're at. And realize how much fun you can have with it, because you know th- that's one of the things you have to do in-, in any job when you start getting bored, or especially when you're watching people like something in the service industry like you have to make the people your fun they're the game, they don't know you're there the game Okay. they don't know they're that they're your entertainment, but that's what you have to make them. you turn them into entertainment and like so so like this time of year there's a couple of main kinds of parties, although there's, there's more stuff that goes on year-round. Like, you have your holiday parties, which will be happening. There's some things you can watch at holiday parties that are specific that you can have a lot of fun with. Okay. But more importantly, there's, there's general things that apply to all kinds of parties. Now, I'm talking about these parties. These are big ones. You know, like, you know, a couple hundred people at least, probably, at, at all of these things. And the two mainstays of, of parties... Of a big events like this mm. are number one business events where it's not like nece- not charity events. Charity events are different. Or if it's for a charity, I'm talking about business events where it's big, huge, giant parties where it's business people congratulating themselves.
0: I'm being business people. I'm being business people. Okay, so it's like they're a party giving for... themselves awards. So it's like a, it's like a party for the point of having a party.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yep. And gotcha. to talk about how awesome they are. All right. There's those kinds of parties, and then there's the weddings. Now the weddings are. Giant. Like and I'm not talking about like a typical wedding. I'm talking about big wedding, like minimum I would say fifty thousand dollars at least at the bare minimum type of weddings. Probably a lot more than that. Mm. We're talking about, you know, up to like half million million dollar weddings. Jesus. Yeah. I mean fifty grand, actually fifty grand may not even get you in the door for these kinds of weddings. It, it may be more like a hundred grand. Wow. Like just spent on the wedding itself.
0: Yeah, see I have no context of how much the events are. I where think I where am.
1: you work, it's probably, it's probably gets up there, I'm sure, with what they're spending on their, on the events. It is
0: a nice looking place. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But,
1: and it's not just that. I mean, think of everything that goes into it. There's, I'm not saying how much they paid to rent the place, but how much they're putting into the event. And at those kinds of events, those are where I have enough uh, experience, you know, watching what's going on, I can tell you how to make them more entertaining. Alright, I would there's like some, to know this. There's some keys to this. So, first off, I call this, I call it crowd watching. You know, it's just crowd watching.
0: Greg, that's like a real stretch for what it is, I'm sure. And so, so
1: what it is, well, I mean, that's what you're doing, but I'm trying to come up with a a good term for it.
0: I'll remember it if it's easy like that. That's good.
1: So regardless of the event, you have to start off with this because there's, there's, I mean, unless it's like a dry wedding or a dry event. They're they're never dry. There's always alcohol, especially for you there, because you're going to be the bartender. Mm-hmm. So
0: when... I do pour a lot of sodas, though, but I'm always pouring some sort of beverage.
1: Yeah, it's being noted $10,000 is a very small wedding, 50000 for the bride's shoes. Yeah, and 50000 is probably way too low of an entry level. We're probably talking a couple hundred thousand at least for these kinds of weddings that I'm talking about. So there's... But regardless of those those, there's one thing you can always do, and that's... This is across the board. When they walk in, you always pick out the heaviest drinker so there's always gonna be one there will be there will be one there may be a lot of drunk people there may be people that are drinking quite a bit but I'm talking about the big drinker who is there probably could have shown up drunk already uh, is not just ordering a couple drinks but keeps coming back for drinks drinking and drinking drinking could be a Mm. guy could be a girl but there's always one person who is the party drunk
0: okay you know, I haven't seen that person yet because uh, so far I haven't done liquor bars. I've just done like beer and wine bars.
1: Well, the the but heavy the liquor, drinker, but the liquor, has bars their own coming. liquor If like, they don't,
0: I'm getting trained for the liquor bar, which means like that's that's coming. That's mm-hmm. something that I'm gonna that I'm going to have to start. And the know, game doing. is,
1: you know, see if you can figure out who it's going to be before they even start ordering drinks. Just give them a quick scan. They're usually, they're going to be a little bit stumbly. Perhaps the shirt, like if it's very early in the evening, maybe the shirt's just a little bit, starts to get a little bit untucked.
0: They were the ones that took like the complimentary wine during the meeting a little bit too far?
1: Yes. Or they were in their hotel room and spent a little bit too much time in their hotel room before they came down there or went out for drinks beforehand. There's always one. So that's kind of a fun game. You don't really get a result of that. You don't know if you've won until later on in the night, but Mm. then you'll know. You'll know. It'll be very, very clear.
0: Well, now, is it fulfilling when you win?
1: Well, yeah, because I mean, it's it's what you have to do. It's what you have to. Yes, <laughs> if you if you can figure it out, it's always it's always great. Yeah, it always feels good. You know, you can play this game with coworkers too if they're into it. Now, here's some other things. This this is where it kind of separates out. So let's talk about business parties. You're probably going to be working at a lot of business parties, and these are these are the ones like the like I said, the big business parties where they're essentially rewarding themselves for being rich. Sure. Being like, I'm rich. So are you. Oh my, oh my gosh! Congratulations <laughs> We're on being rich. All so rich. You know, there's those ones, and and I'll say this at these parties too. You know, probably ninety percent of the people are they're fine. Whatever. They're they're not the ones you really want to want to look at. If anything, they're boring. You want to look at the ten percent that's outside of those that goes above and beyond and there's there's three specific types I always try to pick out when I when when a like a big one of these big business parties like and I'm talking you know 300 to a thousand I'm gonna have to whittle
0: mine down because my my venue isn't as big as yours well
1: okay there's three different types of people that you will see at the at the business parties okay okay there is the first off I like to I like to call the loud talker now the loud talker Actually, I've got another name for them, okay. but I, I, I kind of feel bad for it. I call them Bobs.
0: Why are they called Bobs? Okay,
1: I'll explain why they're called Bobs. It's nothing against people named Bob.
0: It pretty much seems like it's against people I'm named gonna Bob. I'm just going to say it.
1: They're called Bobs because there was one time, the first time I identified this type of person, his name happened to be Bob. <gasps> so they've, it's forever in my mind, they're associated as this guy, his name's is Bob. Is
0: it kind of like how when you see an obnoxious frat boy, like sometimes they're just a Chad? Yeah. And there's a the thing, like I have friends with Chads, but I mean, but that's kind of, that name kind of sticks with that kind of person. Yes, Yes. Like oh, he's such a Chad, oh, he's such a Bob.
1: Yes. And there's always there's always that kind of person. So the Bobs are this. Bob, the Bob, the loud talker, is someone no one likes, and you try to identify who they are. So it's almost always a man. Oh, that's and that's awkward. why I call him a Bob. Okay? Well, well, I'll tell you why though, because you're not going to like this person either. They're the person who's usually like overactively talking to everyone like they you'll see it You'll see like say you see a couple standing there and they're being talked at by somebody I've seen that and this person will be loud It'll look like the other two people feel trapped and they won't be saying anything because the Bob the loud talker is just going to be talking about himself Mm -hmm. And he's going to be talking about either something great that he did or something he's frustrated with And and Excuse me He'll just tell, keep telling them that. And you watch the awkward faces as they stand there and these people are staring at him and they start blanking over or they're, they're actively look like they're really getting annoyed, but they won't say anything because they're at a party and they have to be nice to everybody. But Bob the Loud Talker, he doesn't care. And he'll keep talking at them until they go away. And then he'll move on to another person and he'll trap somebody else.
0: I've met Bobs. They're kind of not bad people, but they don't pick up on social cues.
1: They don't pick up on social cues. And they just
0: don't want to. They don't care about what you have to say. They just need to get their story out.
1: Yeah. And they need to tell everyone. Everyone. And it's all about themselves. Mm -hmm. It's all about either how great they are. Or something that they feel very frustrated with, mm-hmm. and they want everyone to know. And they're usually a, at least a couple of decibels louder than everybody else. yes, so they're they're kind of easy to pick out. Pick out the Bob, Bob, the loud talker.
0: I did have one of those at one of the events that I worked at. yeah, tell, uh, but he kept he kept uh, hitting on this girl. and she was like this beautiful like Mexican girl. And it was this old white dude, and he was like one of the guys in charge, you know, like very dapper, like, you know, very well dressed, but he was the Bob. He was the Bob. He was very loud. He was very talking. yep. and I swear to God. I heard him say over and over to this girl who's young, you know, who's just like I think she was visiting from like Florida somewhere, like young, tiny, big boobs, you know, like really pretty dress. Like he said, I kid you not, four times. Well, you know, I'm pretty fly for a white guy. Oh God,
1: that's a Bob. That is a Bob, the loud talker. And again, apologies and can, to anyone named Bob. It's not about not, you. Not you, Bob. It just not happens any of to you guys, be.
0: But no, he said it, and I was just sitting there, and there was another. um Server in there with me and she heard it too. And I'm just like sitting there and I'm taking notes. I was just like, pretty fly for a white guy. Okay. And they said, but no, 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 it's all right because I am pretty fly for a white guy. And then he tried talking to her in Spanish. Oh my gosh. And he was saying like, uh,
1: Bienvenido a the- miami, huh? And
0: and he did he, kept- he say that? No, he was saying stuff like that. And he's like, well, last time when I went to Espana, uh, I picked up on some of the local dialects. <laughs> They let me. They they told me a little bit of the some of their slang. Yeah. And then he said something that made like no sense. He's like, "Do you know what that means?" And she's like, "No, I don't." And he's like, "Well, this is what they this is what they told me that it meant." And he's like, "It means this." <laughs> oh
1: God, that's just awkward. Yep, that's a bob. Yep, it was that totally is a, that a bob. Is a bob the it, loud was, it was
0: mesmerizing, and it did help pass the time.
1: So there's there's those guys. The, those guys are always there. Uh, you you'll find one. So watch the crowd and see if you can pick one out. There's. Okay, a little side note. Like, there's different characters that are at all of these things. There's always the big dog. The big dog Mm -hmm. is the richest, whoever's the most powerful person in the room. And you can tell them because they're not talking to everyone else. Other people, like, very carefully approach them.
0: So they're all waiting for their turn to talk.
1: Yeah. So the the big dog, he doesn't talk that much. Mm -hmm. Or she. It could be be a woman. I mean, either way. Whoever the big dog is, that person kind of sits back and people come to them. And then they're always like very like over smiling and polite and nice to, to this person. Nervous. And that person, it's kind of like the king king or queen sitting in the corner, you know, and they're like, yes, okay. And then they kind of shoo them away. The big dog, you can pick them out. They're a little bit harder because you got to watch where there's less activity. And that's usually where the, the, the biggest, most powerful person is. Okay. Whoever's the richest. Because they don't have to impress anyone. So they're They're not not going to bother going around. I thought
0: that the rich, like the most impressive big dog would be like the loudest person.
1: No, generally not. It's actually, it's actually not that way. Those are, I mean, I'm not saying that everybody in there isn't rich and powerful, but the most, like the top one, the big dog, they're, they're, they don't need to impress anybody. All
0: right. So they have like, they don't
1: need to talk loudly because everybody's in awe of them.
0: Okay, so they have their their quiet power, yes. quiet stature.
1: Yeah, because that's that's what it is. They know they know they're bigger than everybody else. So,
0: <gasps> oh my gosh, really going back to to my Bob when he just uh-huh. when Suman in the chat said in Barcelona, he did say in oh, Barcelona did he,
1: in in Barcelona. He
0: said in Barcelona, and uh, I was speaking Espana, and like, oh,
1: I'm that's just awkward. For, I'm pretty
0: fly for a white guy. Oh man,
1: that's really awkward.
0: But he kept saying it over in Barcelona, and over again. But a but Las pretty,
1: Ramblas. But yeah. the
0: Pretty Fly Everywhere, I think he's like, you can tell that he's just like, oh, shit, it didn't take that time. I'm going to say it again. Yeah. They just didn't get how funny <laughs> Yo, that yeah. was.
1: Yeah, and they will keep going. They will keep oh, going God. at it. They will keep digging on it. So so anyway, yeah, we got Bob the Loud Talker, the big dog. There's there's the, uh, the the t- I don't know why I came up with these. All, all these names, really, they come, come down to like one or two parties where I picked out on a key thing. And I'm like, okay, that's who they are. Then you have the Carols. Carols? are the wives of of the rich guys they're the wives are
0: they the wives of the big dogs or the wives of the bobs
1: uh, well there's only one bob there's, there's only, only one bob the loud Talker. so it's the
0: other guys it's the guys between the, the big bobs big and the big Yeah
1: dogs. it's the general people okay and so the carol's they're always they're generally dressing much younger than they should and i'm sorry it's it's true they they're usually very skin tight clothes and I'm not talking about the mistresses. That's a whole different category. But the carols, they, they're very done up. A lot of makeup. Over the top. They almost look like, um, like the mob wives in the Goodfellas. Okay. They kind of look like that. Sure. Like a modern version of that. So there's carols everywhere. Carols all know everything about wine. They know everything, they know everything about everything. Mm-hmm. And they will tell you they know everything about everything because they need something to do. And so they, they, they tend to get a little bit bossy. They'll try to they'll will try to boss people around.
0: The Carols do. The Carols do. Is it just kind of like in any like housewives scenario, like any of those like reality shows where mm-hmm. they all just need to find the little things that they know a lot about to control, so that way they like, feel like they're contributing a little. Yes. Okay.
1: That's pretty much it. That's that's kind of how it works. So there's those. Uh, now then you have the Steves of the group. Now Steves are a different kind. Steves. Uh, th- there's usually one there's well there's a lot of steves but there's usually like a the main steve and the main steve is going to be probably the person hosting the event and talking a lot on stage and i, I call him the steve steve's, was the big dog no the big dog's the keynote big dog's the keynote speaker big dog only goes up there for one one speech at the very end okay i mean the big dog is you're not, you're not going to see them right, except for you know off in the corner they're, they're the richest, most powerful. So they're out of this equation. It's the people below them that aren't quite up to the big dogs level. Okay. Those are the Steves. And I call them Steves because they all remind me of Steve Carell from The Office. And it's like they've never seen that. And they, they, they actually sometimes act like Steve Carell from The Office. Okay. Because they don't get the, that they're not funny. They usually have people that tell them they're funny. Oh. They, all, they think they're funny. They think they're hilarious. Ninety percent of the time, they are not funny.
0: Side but note: they, Yeah, oh, have you ever seen the British version of the uh, of the Office? Uh, yes. Ricky Gervais's character for Steve Carell's is like the most awkward thing I have ever. Like I can't. I like the British version of the Office is so good and so awkward. I can't rewatch it. It was like Steve Carell times a hundred. Yeah. On how awkward Ricky Gervais could make things, and that's what I'm picturing when you're talking about the awkward. That's guy. kind of
1: how I'm talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they're they usually the ones hosting the event. Because if it's a big business event, they have somebody who hosts it throughout the say, like, okay, everybody, it's time to eat dinner now, and let me tell you about this. Welcome to this night, and we're going to have so much fun tonight, we're talking about a Richard. So let's get like this party things.
0: started. Uh, let's bring up our first speaker. Yeah,
1: those yeah. kinds of those kinds of people. But they think they are the most charismatic, funny people in the entire oh. room. But meanwhile, it's like, you're, no, you're a really good accountant like you're really good at that and that's fantastic great for you you know and that that's something a lot of people can't do well doesn't mean you're funny doesn't mean you're funny you we all have our various talents they're trying we're not talented in everything <laughs> no but they think that's not like they're trying they think they are yeah that funny and there's no like there's they're hosting no discussing the emmys. otherwise like they, the emmys could be calling them at any point <laughs> to go host that that's how they think about themselves so the Steves. Now the Steves, uh, yeah, like I said, you know, they they're, they get up there, they make a lot of jokes, really bad jokes.
0: Do they make like very specific jokes about certain audience members? They will. To like show how like in on the inside they're like, oh, just like George at that last holiday party. Am I right, buddy? <laughs> they
1: will do that, but they'll do it where it's a private joke that really only them and one other person knows, but they'll try to play it to like the whole crowd. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, imagine this is a room, you know, hundreds of people, like 500 people. And they're all from different businesses or different things like that, whatever it is. Nobody knows everyone in the room. But this guy will pick out his, uh, you know, his office mate, Ted, and be like, it's just like Ted, you know, how he is after lunch. (laughs) And, And who knows Ted? Do you know Ted? I don't know I Ted. Don't know Nobody Ted. in the room knows Ted. But he will make that joke and expect it to play over for everyone. You know, you guys all know Ted. Nobody knows Ted.
0: And then everyone's looking at each other like who's Ted?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much who's
0: it. Who's Ted? And they'll make joke after joke like that. or mm-hmm. maybe I'd be like or how about Sandy in accounting? Do you guys remember when Sandy when she, she went from blonde and she dyed her hair red? Do you remember that? That was a little orphan annie, am I right? Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. I would be a good Steve. You would make a great Steve. I would be such a good. You would be Steve. fantastic. At being I would Steve. be a fantastic Steve. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, So I could pinpoint out some things. Just some, just things that I've noticed. Nothing yeah. that's funny. Just observations. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I incorporate them into my speech just to make it seem like everybody's involved.
1: Yeah, yep. That I think yeah, I think you would do great at it. Mm. You know what? In in the live chat right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually allow allow this there, people have come up with another category of Gregs. You know what? You're kind of right on this. Tony says the Gregs are the person looking at a place trying to cut in line for more booze. Suman uh, says the Gregs are the people loading their pockets with samples. Gregs are the people that don't really belong, but Greggs they got are into the, the, party. Shit of the party. They got into the party. They don't. They're like not really Maybe belong there. You,
0: you have like but they su- got in. You have a successful friend that yeah. you know got a plus one at the last minute and he's right. just like, "Hey, you like some fancy food? Do you want to just come on?" Yeah. Not unlike the dinner that Troy brings to us every year. Us two every year. Thank you, Troy. Yes. Yeah, but like the fancy. That one. event is awesome. Yeah. No, I know, but I'm That's saying like we don't event. belong. No. We don't belong. No. No. And we are just like eating as many samples as possible.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Those are kind of the gregs, yeah. I, those I are the gregs. Those are that. the
0: gregs and like cutting in line, like, mm-hmm. oh, what's that over there? And then you whoosh, yeah. just get in line by, in and front of them. and you eat
1: all the samples.
0: I bet you like are like give the gregs a high five. Like, hey, you know what? You're doing you.
1: No, I they're usually God damn it, it really is. And I hate saying this about myself, but you, they're usually skittish and they just kinda go. They get stuff and then they go back to their table and then they get stuff and then they go back to their table. That's and
0: exactly they, you.
1: Yeah, that's kind of yeah. Those are the Gregs. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so okay, so we've got the Gregs, we've got the Steves, you got the big dog, and then you have Bob the loud talker. So those are those are key ones. And identify And Carol's yeah, Carols, and Carol's. There's a lot of Carol's, but you can identify these people at pretty much any like giant business function. Mm-hmm. There are always going to be those. You do have I'm sorry I keep bumping this here. Let me oh my adjust goodness. this here. Uh, you do have there's there's some other like side games you can do where you try to figure out and these are a little bit more complicated. Is it like These are all things you do to make yourself to to make them your entertainment for the night.
0: Is it games like girlfriend or daughter?
1: A girlfriend, that's a good game. Mm-hmm. That's a good game. It's generally girlfriend, wife. They, there's not too many of t- times where they bring a daughter, but that does happen. Mm-hmm. That does happen. And it can get confusing. There's sometimes some quite age difference uh, going on there. Uh, you've got those. Now, a complicated one, but a fun one, if you can pinpoint it, is figure out who's having an affair. Now, say there's a whole bunch of tables. The way these <laughs> are set up, there's like a bunch of tables. So they're all eating, you know, like, like, you know, there's 50, 100 tables, whatever, all packed with people. And it's a harder game to do, but it is kind of fun to do. So you watch the couples who are clearly very cold to each other. Mm -hmm. Like they're sitting there, they're next to each other because they have to be. Sure. Like they're at the business they function. Played the
0: part for this long. Yeah, you
1: bring your wife. You bring your husband. That's what you do. She
0: stayed with him through raising up the, you know, through raising the kids. They're now off at college. Like she yeah. put her time in. She is not letting him go to that bimbo that he met at that holiday party last year. Yeah. No, sorry. She has put in the time. Yeah. That is her money.
1: Hmm. Yep. Exactly. So, so one of one of those kinds of situations, and you watch because they're really cold, and then watch when one of the other ones gets up, and goes to use the restroom. Like they'll get up because at a certain point things will loosen up and people will be eating, but people will leave to go to the bathroom. Watch that guy and see what he does when she gets up to leave. Who does he instantly that's start talking to? That's actually a
0: really good, that, out of all Or of who these, does he look at? That's the most compelling that you've given so far. Well, that, that's some soap opera stuff. Oh, it's some soap and opera stuff. And you know, style. I like me, my stories.
1: Because probably in that room, because those, those kinds of, when you're that high up, they, they associate with the same kinds of crowds. So probably the person's in the same room. Mm. Maybe, not, maybe not at their table. But when that, uh, say that lady, go, when that Carol goes to use the bathroom, who does he look at? Does he instantly, like as soon as, does he watch her leave the room? And then instantly look over at another table and is somebody looking back at him? Because they both know. And then they're gonna they're gonna look at each other.
0: That's really good. And everybody else's sensor, uh, you know their their sensors are a little bit dulled because they're, mm-hmm. you know, they've been drinking. But oh I'm yeah, everybody there. else is in
1: their own world. Yeah, yeah but, but you're I'm watching there it. with
0: eyes like a like a cat, mm-hmm. and I can watch everything. You're I observing see the everything. subtle innuendos. You're the observer. I you, am you, the observer. Yeah, you get to watch everything. You've been watching Fringe way too long. I have the observer. Yeah. yeah, I, I
1: really have. It's a fantastic show, I by the way. If you haven't watched Fringe, uh, so what yeah, what kind of show is it? <laughs> a wonderful show. <laughs> So so those are some tips, though, for, for, these, for these business things. So you, you want to recap? You got Bob the Loud Talker, the big dog. You just identify them. They're not that fun to really even watch. They're not that entertaining, but it's, it's fun to pick out who it is.
0: But like to see the- Who's who, the richest who's and the most powerful person. Power. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Steves. The Steves, you can't get away from the Steves. Mm-hmm. You will see the Steves, and they will not be funny 90% of the time. And then you've got the Carols. A lot of carols. Carols just kind of bobble around. And then the other game... With
0: lots of knowledge about things that aren't really that important.
1: Yeah. But they will want you to know that they are just as powerful and important. hmm And then you have... Um, you also have, you know, well, I guess now coined the Gregs.
0: Mm-hmm. The shit apples that don't belong. Yeah. That were able to finagle some sort of invitation yeah. for some reason.
1: Yeah. And they always seem like way too grateful when you get it when they get a drink.
0: <gasps> the really nice people. Yeah. yeah, because
1: they're like, Holy shit, are you gonna charge me for this? This is free, oh my god. <laughs> those are those are the Greg's. Yeah. Those are those are those ones. And then really take the samples a lot. And call them samples instead of hors d'oeuvres.
0: <laughs> that's how you can sense the classy people.
1: Yes, and then you can play your game. You know, of, of course, of picking out uh, who's having an affair. Another a common thing that's going to happen at these events. Yes. Nowadays, there's going to be a video, and this goes along lines with them thinking they're funny. There's going to be an introductory video. It's a bit. It's the newest rage for like the last year at events. This is one of the things that they do. They make their own in-house video. Where they, it uh, goes along, along the lines of their inside jokes that only like five people will get. And then they make everyone watch that video. Okay. And they, they all think it's the funniest thing. It's like their spoof, a spoof video of like a board meeting or something like that. It's never funny. Oh, that it's, sounds really It's painfully awkward. awkward how unfunny it is. And generally, no one laughs. But you know it's supposed to be any, funny. There are any,
0: like, courtesy laughers?
1: There'll be a couple that know, know them the closest. Other than that, the rest of the people will stare at and just have no idea what's going on. Those ones are kind of fun to watch. That's fun to watch the audience during those. All right.
0: People are confessing, even in the chat, uh... I was, a, I was once a total Greg at the art museum. I was there walking around with a friend at the end of the day around closing, and they were setting up for a party immediately following. We stayed around like we belonged and snuck free food and drank for a while. Hey, good for you. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you can get
1: away with it, more power to you. You never want to be the person who stays too late. Too late. But, hey, if you can uh, get into the other party, pff, more power to you. Might as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm actually the guy who would be trying to bust you for it, but if you can get away with it, I don't know And nobody's complaining You don't cause a problem That's how you get away With go sneaking into other parties Yeah You just don't cause an issue Be a, be a background Just blend Be, be a Greg <laughs> Slide <laughs> around in the background Look like you're be supposed to be there But you're not really sure be Why you're there That's how you get away with it
0: But you're not like Looking like you're too out of place You're just not, not too really out of place. chatty
1: Nope You just mm-hmm. kind of skirt by the edges Sure Just right around the dance edges Dance
0: around Do your little exotic dance Around move, the edges Move
1: to different groups a bit Never stay in one space too long Yeah yeah, that's that's kind of how you, that's kind of you have to do it. Okay. All right, so there you go. There's some business party things, some things that you can learn. from I really that.
0: do. I did learn a lot. I do. I really do like the getting up to go to the bathroom, looking for the secret affair thing. Yes, that's. I'm I'm disappointed. I didn't think of that before. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's it's really good. good. Yeah, there's a, that's just some of the things you can learn from that. Why don't Why don't we do? Let's let's maybe we should do some World of Crazy or something. Because but I do have another segment here for you that you should learn.
0: What seriously?
1: Yeah. Awesome. So. Okay, let's do this, we'll do a little bit of ball talk, then we'll come back and I'll give you the tips for weddings. Because weddings are different. There's different games to play at weddings. Alright. Because you're gonna see a lot of weddings, I would imagine.
0: I have seen... I have worked one wedding so far. It was very entertaining. Yes. Okay. Maybe we'll come back to that. Okay. Oh no, we, we have to come back to it, because you can't just say that, because I might be doing a wedding tomorrow. Okay. And I have no idea. Alright. Alright, hello my friends! My name is Sarah X. Dillon. How are you? Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, I didn't know that this was a real thing, but my first couple stories are going to be educational of sorts. So I wanted to let you know, because I didn't know that this existed. So I wanted to make you aware of it. Now, uh, do you watch that show? I'm, I'm pretty sure you do. You watch The Walking Dead, right?
1: I do. I haven't been watching this season. Okay. I haven't heard if it's... Uh, I mean, I've got, I've heard mixed reviews.
0: All right. Well, as shows like The Walking Dead and, you know, movies like 28 Days Later Zombie Zombieland have become more and more popular in our, you know, mainstream culture, it seems like more and more people are thinking that they are actually zombies, and this is actually a medical condition. Which Wait, is they so think they bizarre. are zombies? Yeah, so, so we all know, of course, zombies aren't real. But people who suffer from this disorder actually do, in fact, believe that they are dead and are, in fact, zombies. So there is a syndrome called Cotard syndrome, which is a mental illness, which is also referred to as the walking corpse syndrome, where people actually believe that they are, in fact, dead, that they are you know, moving around and, you know, amongst the living. However, they're actually dead. And this is what they believe inside of their minds. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, but
1: then how do they explain to themselves eating? Or is this a new phenomenon just because they've watched too many zombie movies? No, this is actually just like people who think they're vampires.
0: No, this is actually an uh, an older uh, syndrome that's been that was diagnosed after a man by the name of Jules uh, Jules Cotard, who was a French neurologist who first diagnosed a case where a female patient believed she was actually dead. So this disease is real. Multiple patients have reported believing that their brain is dead, their organs are rotting from the inside, or that their heart doesn't beat anymore. So because, Isn't that pretty easy to prove otherwise? Well, that's why it's particularly deadly, because patients who do have this syndrome, uh, do, since they don't believe they're alive, they abstain from necessary means to survive, like eating, sleeping, or even bathing, since they consider themselves to be actual zombies.
1: Well, I mean, people are going to avoid them if they stop bathing.
0: It's true. Or not eating and sleeping. I mean, that's the thing. Like, Since they fully believe that they're not alive anymore, they don't do the things that they think living humans should do.
1: That it just sounds so- like being
0: lazy. And thinking you're a zombie. Uh, So a doctor who's analyzed this, uh, named Dr. Michael Birnbaum, said, I've worked with patients who felt they were already dead, that they were living either in heaven or hell or purgatory and were convinced that their body wasn't actually working anymore. Uh, Other patients have said that they came in feeling as though their insides had already died and that their livers weren't working and that they were rotting from the inside. That is so freaky. So this disease can be... But they're not... Uh, Often associated with schizophrenia sometimes, where individuals are struggling with psychotic experiences, like hearing things other people don't hear and having unusual beliefs. You can also see uh, Cotard syndrome in individuals with severe forms of depression. Anybody suffering with a severely depressed mood can become psychotic as well, therefore leading them to believe that they could in fact be a zombie.
1: Not coming into work today. I'm dead. Um, (laughs) Sorry.
0: The illness is curable with the proper treatment, which uh, includes mainly emotional support that encourages the patient that they are in fact still alive and in spite of their obstacles they will be able to survive this as well as on many medications so I just want to let you know that that's something that's yeah it's uh... so this is just I would have a hard time taking
1: somebody seriously if that's what they told me
0: that they were a zombie
1: yes I suffer from a condition
0: no, but they don't know they're suffering from the condition. They think they're actually dead. How do they explain living.
1: eating? But th- okay, if that's it, if they stop eating, they're they're going to die.
0: That's what they're saying is yeah. like the death of these these folks because they stop eating, sleeping, or taking care of themselves because they figure yeah. they're just rotting. That would be a horrible, horrible disease. Now I mean, I guess the, m-
1: the longer you do it, the more you're proving in your mind that you're right. Yeah. Like no, seriously. How I'm, awful would that rotting, be? Though man. I
0: mean, like, now thinking about that, like thinking that you're actually a zombie. Am I a zombie? I'm not a zombie. Oh, well, you could be. I'm pretty pale.
1: I saw you eat a burrito today.
0: You're I did a eat a burrito. Yeah. That was pretty good. I saw you eat more of a burrito. Burrito zombie. Yeah. That burrito was really good, by the way. Yeah, it was. That was such a good burrito. Yeah. All right. So, uh, my educational. So, there's uh, the, I, I believe I'm saying it right C O T A R D, Cotard syndrome. Sure. Sure. All right. Sounds good to me. So, now we all learned about that. There's uh, actually a syndrome that makes you believe you're a zombie. Now, I didn't know this. Here's another educational thing. And this is about alcohol at a Dublin, Ireland. Did you know that Guinness is made with fish bladders? With fish bladders? Fish bladders. Did you know this, that vegans don't drink Guinness because it is made with fish bladders?
1: I can say I had no idea about
0: I that. I had no I've been to the Guinness factory in Dublin. I did not know even when Why? I was there sampling... What
1: role does fish bladder play? I will play tell in it? you.
0: So, well, now in this new day and age, the Guinness Brewing Company has now announced that fish bladders are being eliminated from their brewing process in order to allow vegans and vegetarians to enjoy their beer along with carnivores.
1: I have never heard of that.
0: Yeah. So, the Guinness Brewery's 256 uh, year old recipe for its famous dark stout calls for fish bladders known as icing glass, to be used as part of a filtration uh, process to help yeast settle and clarify the liquid. But now the company is saying the process is being changed to make the brew more vegan-friendly, which means I'm sure it's going to change the taste of Guinness. Yeah. So icing glass has been used widely within the brewing industry as means of filtration for decades, Guinness said in a statement. However, because of its use, we could not label Guinness as suitable for vegetarians and have been looking for alternative solutions for some time. We are now pleased to have identified a new process through investment in a state-of-the-art filtration system. They were filtering Guinness through fish bladders. Weird. It's so strange. Yeah,
1: honestly, had no idea about that.
0: So they're still using them right now, but a Guinness spokesman says the company expects to stop using the icing glass, the f- the fish bladders, as the new filtration asset is introduced. So- I would think
1: it would just get expensive. Like, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they have come up with a process earlier? I mean, how many times can you filter beer through a fish bladder? What's the uh, expiration date?
0: I they've been doing it for 256 no, years. No, but I mean,
1: like per fish bladder, how many times do you get to filter? I through don't it?
0: even know how one filters through a fish bladder.
1: You just mash them all together and then filter.
0: I'm pretty sure you don't mash them together. Ew! I don't know.
1: Like drip through it. I, okay, I, you know what? Let's honestly, not, the let's process. Let's venture can, guesses
0: if we don't know how it works. I'm
1: confused.
0: I'm sure it's like a filter. Maybe it's some sort of like filtery, like screenish kind of thing, and then it just goes through there and takes some of the taste or something.
1: Like a coffee filter.
0: Yes, it's like a coffee filter, but made out of fish's bladders. Okay. All right. Speaking of bladders... (laughs) An Iowa man has been arrested after he ate toilet paper trying to avoid a drunk driving arrest. Because he believed in his heart of all hearts that eating toilet paper would make a breathalyzer not work. Police in Iowa City, Iowa, said that Ross McDonald took drastic steps to avoid arrest on a drunken driving charge that happened this past weekend... Those steps, including allegedly swallowing toilet paper before taking a breathalyzer test. He had been poorly mistaken, thinking that that would help. While Ross McDonald, 39 years young, was pulled over after officers noticed he was driving the the wrong way down a one-way road, Uh, officers said McDonald seemed extremely confused and could not tell officers what bar he was coming from, but he did maintain (laughs) he had only consumed two drinks. Uh, I don't know where I was, it was just two drinks. (laughs) McDonald's eyes were bloodshot, his speech slurry, and his balance unsteady, according to the police report. Officers noted that his choice, (laughs) that he was wearing a Halloween costume, so he had been coming back from a Halloween party this past weekend, where he was wearing a trench coat with nothing underneath except for a piece (laughs) of cloth that was taped over his penis to look like a penis. (laughs) Well, McDonald was taken to... Best
1: night ever for this guy.
0: Uh, he was taken to the drunk tank where he initially refused to take a breathalyzer test. However, he changed his mind after he went to the bathroom, ate a bunch of toilet paper, under, and ate a bunch of toilet paper under the mistaken assumption that it would somehow interfere with the breathalyzer. Well, his toilet paper plan did not work. He blew a .165, more than Whoa. double the state's legal limit. Yeah. McDonald has been charged with third offense drunk driving uh, felony, punishable up to five years in prison. Blah blah blah. No word as to why you thought toilet paper would interfere with the breathalyzer. Yeah, I, I've heard that about. Is this an old old wives' tale? I always heard when I was growing up that pennies did that. Did oh, you ever hear I that? remember
1: hearing something about like that. Like if you
0: sucked on a penny, then it would. I, like
1: honestly, I up. thought I heard it was a quarter, but
0: I thought it was a penny. Like someone's like, "Oh yeah, if you suck on a penny, then I it remember work.
1: somebody telling me that in college one time."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember it was I, like an, like twenty years ago. I think yeah, someone told me that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm just gonna go to this story out of Lake Havasu. A woman has been arrested in Lake Havasu over the weekend after she stole several items from a display shelf at Walmart and tried to leave the store. However, she said it wasn't because she was trying to steal the merchandise. It was because she had pooped her pants. A loss prevention employee with the store said that he saw Kathleen Bruce put about $138 worth of merchandise into her car at the store, or excuse me, her cart at the store, and then attempt to walk out. However, he was able to stop Kathleen Bruce uh, as she was leaving the store because none of the items were bagged. But she, when she was confronted, she walked out, leaving the merchandise behind. She was later found. Hiding behind the shower curtain in the bathroom of a Havasu residence that matched the license plate of the vehicle that was seen exiting the Walmart. So uh, she said she didn't intend on stealing the items when she was leaving, but she said she was walking to the bathroom next to the exit doors because she had defecated on herself. Ugh. Police said there are no bathrooms near the exit she referred to, and her pants seemed clean to them because she had just left the Walmart. Uh, Bruce said she also wanted to go home and clean herself up, but police did, in fact, point out that she was wearing the same clothes, and she was just fine. <laughs> so she wasn't arrested for attempted... That's what she's going to lie about? No, I pooped myself.
1: It's an interesting story to come up with.
0: Told you. 2015, year of the feces, man. Only a couple couple months left.
1: I know. You did say it. And I'm, I, I hate to say you've been kind of right about that.
0: Well, and finally, I do have one more story. And I just found this kind of interesting, and it does also have to do with feces. And I'm sorry, but it was kind of interesting because we could all be sitting literally on a gold mine. Oh, jeez. Yes, a group of researchers have now been able to put a price tag on human feces. Yes, did you know that throughout the world, human waste output could be worth the equivalent of up to $15 billion in natural gas? Which means if you start if you want to be one of the, the forefront runners, you can start maybe harvesting your own. That's and get a chunk of that billion dollars. That's
1: what I'll do in my backyard. That's what you I'll can make myself do. a poop pit.
0: You have a poop pit. There you go, and it's from. Portland. Sorry,
1: roommates, no using the bathroom anymore.
0: No, nope, sorry. Everybody's got to go outside. You got to go to the poop pit.
1: <laughs> you didn't poop in there, did you?
0: I'm <laughs> so. It is now being pointed out by researchers and scientists that the nutrients in human waste effectively. Uh, are a fantastic uh, potential energy source and value and has been given much less attention to it than has been needed. Now there are challenges, but clearly there is a compelling multidimensional financial case to be made from deriving energy from human waste.
1: Well, how about that?
0: So the result, you can turn people's poop into fuel, could be worth uh, between $2 billion to $10 billion. So you can use it to power households. You can use it to power cars. But they are a little wary because people are a little skittish about using feces to start to power things.
1: I'm a little skittish about how many times you've used the word feces.
0: But it's not so clear cut, Greg. The author uh, does write that there are concerns about safety of such fuels and that testing is needed to show that if you are using this type of human fecal energy, (laughs) that it doesn't impact food taste or quality if you're using it for cooking or, you know, anything, any other exhaust that's going out into the air. So I'm just saying... Might be the answer to our financial problems someday, all of you, everybody, something we can all do, make our own money, and poop. That's your world of crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. I didn't realize I had so many poop stories. That was really weird.
1: Yeah, that was that was a lot. I
0: know. I feel like really, ru- I, you know, I collect them, like, as we're doing other things, like, I'll look for stories. I collect and- them. Well, I do. Like, I'll look for stories as we're like working on other things, and then I'll just sort them all out. And you just
1: gravitate to them. What's in your Google search history?
0: Odd news stories, weird. Well, I'm not going to tell you all my like search terms because I look for some weird ones. I don't look for poop. <laughs> it's mostly just weird or strange news.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think I think maybe one day we should just. You have to turn over your computer right now and like show me your Google search history.
0: I don't really. I don't have anything in my search history. I'm seeing recent items. Is it recent items? Yeah. Uh, Name
1: me the last five things you've searched for.
0: Well, that isn't. Let's see. That's just my like Adobe Photoshop calculator. All right, we're we're gonna do
1: this. We won't do this today, but we're gonna do this at some point.
0: Are you talking about like my history?
1: Yes. Your search history. Uh, We'll we'll figure it out. Not not right now, since we're just coming up with this right now. But uh, yeah, I wanna I wanna know because I mean if you. There's ways to do it.
0: Okay, yeah, we'll do that I don't, for another I don't time. Know how to do we'll
1: it. save that for another time. Uh, let's do a little bit of ball talk. Oh, because I do have a little bit of ball talk that I need to get to. I
0: thought you were going to tell me more things about. Well, I'm
1: going to. Okay, I do have that one other thing, but right. there's some ball talk that's that's pertinent Is to the timely? situation. Well, yeah. Ball. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls real quick. Breaking news on the Next Door app. I just got an emergency message, which is the—it's that uh, social networking app for like your neighborhood. So oh. only people in the neighborhood.
0: You mean for busybodies?
1: For well, for busybodies. Breaking news though, there is a chicken loose in my neighborhood right <gasps> now.
0: Do you think it's Herbert?
1: It could be Herbert. I don't know. But there is a chicken on the loose. If you know where I live in that neighborhood. Be on the Watch Out for oh a Chicken. Oh my gosh. Breaking news.
0: You look pretty far away from where I saw Herbert last time. I hope he's okay. Or she's okay, excuse me.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh,
0: first up in ball talk. You didn't say your thing.
1: thought I did. I'm Greg Nibbler. At Let's talk balls. balls. All right. The Kansas City Royals had their celebration for their World Series championship. And it is estimated that, so the the population of Kansas City is 470,000. It's estimated there were over 800,000 people that showed up in Kansas City to celebrate. Wow. There are pictures of it. It's ridiculous when you look at it. I mean, it's a sea of people dressed in blue just covering. And when was this? This was yesterday, I believe, is when it happened. You
0: know, our friend Nick is actually there in Kansas City. Oh, did he go to it? Yeah, he was going there yesterday. I
1: bet he was down there for that celebration. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool to see how many people were out there for it. Uh, Also of note, the San Francisco Giants, last year's winner of the World Series over the Royals, uh, sent the Kansas City Royals staff 25 pizzas. For them to help celebrate while they're, for them to eat while they were planning their celebration. Oh, wow. So, Pizza's delicious. Yes. When the Giants sent them pizza. (laughs) All right. Moving on to ball Speaking of pizza, there is this. This is a lot of pizza. So, Clemson, as just Clemson University, the Tigers, their football team is currently ranked number one for the college football playoffs. So this is where they they start announcing the rankings, and then at the end of the season on, I think, December 6th, the top four teams, they go into the college football playoffs. Right now, Clemson's ranked number one. Mm -hmm. So presumably, if they win out, they're going to be ranked number one going into the playoffs. Okay. Or they could lose and screw that all up. But they're 8-0 right now, and they had kind of a a rally, and their coach, uh, Dabo Swinney. I guess that's how you say his name, Dabo? Sure. Dabo Swinney.
0: I like that. Good old Dabo Swinney.
1: Dabo Swinney. Uh, made an announcement saying that if Clemson makes the Final Four and goes into the playoffs, he will buy pizza for everyone that can fit into Memorial Stadium. Memorial Stadium holds 80,000 pizza. Uh, 80,000 pizza. (laughs) 80,000 people.
0: Let's just call people pizzas from now on. I like that.
1: So 80,000 people can fit into Memorial Stadium, and he said he would buy pizza for all of them.
0: Well, how many slices per person? I mean, this is kind of... It's got to be one slice. One slice? One slice is bullshit. How
1: many slices come per Eight. Per pizza, say a large. Eight. Those are some pretty big slices. I think you can cut that down.
0: I think every person should at least be able to have two.
1: No, that's yes. No, you can't do that when you're when you're buying that many. So eight, eight per pizza.
0: Well, like one, like he's gonna buy all those pizzas. Some of them are gonna be super cold anyway. You might as well just get two a piece.
1: Uh, I don't know. I think I think that's too many. I think that's too right, many. Well,
0: you know what? That's your. But problem. you're
1: basically saying there's there, he's gonna have to buy ten thousand pizzas. If it's eight slices. Well,
0: if he's the one that's sitting there saying, I'm going to buy all pizzas, then yes. Then he should buy 10,000 pizzas.
1: I agree. Well, that's what he said. So it could be up to 80,000 people getting free pizza. If Clemson makes the playoffs. All right, moving on to ball talk. It's just a potpourri balls. I do want to get to this. Now, (sighs) Seattle Seahawks fans, here is something that's you may want to rein back a little bit. Now, we are here in the Pacific North, Northwest, Portland, Oregon. This is definitely, I guess you could call it Seahawks territory, although there's a lot of Raiders and Don't 49ers you mean Hawk fan.
0: Nation? I see people
1: say that a lot. People say Hawk Nation? I
0: think so. I have a lot of friends, Don't you know, on that. my Facebook. Don't do that. I'm not a football fan. You know that. I was just saying that to be funny. I think it it's was. fine
1: the Seahawks are doing well, although...
0: I have a lot of like friends in Seattle and Bremerton who are always like... They've like hawk
1: nation things. Did they have that three years ago, or did they? I
0: don't know. Yeah, I don't. That's I don't. I don't, I don't care if they're jumping on the bandwagon. That's fine if it makes them happy. Let it make them happy. Grumpy well, sure. Greg.
1: I'm not. I'm not saying that. But I'm You're saying if exactly you get over the top, that. just like University of Oregon fans, where are they all right now? All right. So the Seahawks, the Seahawks fans have have garnered a bit of a reputation, and they're not well liked by other teams in the NFL. Other other teams' fan bases don't like Seahawks fans because they're loud and they're winning is the main part of it. And uh, people find them obnoxious. I'm not going to say that because I'm here in... I'll root for the Seahawks in, in the playoffs and root for the Seahawks to win. I think that's fun. But I'm also not a hardcore fan. Here's something that they're doing, though.
0: That being said...
1: That being said, <laughs> this is a little bit over the top. So Seahawks fans have launched an online petition that has garnered over 11,000 signatures calling on Fox Sports to not allow Joe Buck and Troy Aikman to call Seahawks games because they always talk about the other team. This is the national broadcasting team. Here's, Here's their statement. The Seattle Seahawks' 12th man, that's what they call themselves, are growing increasingly tired of the negative remarks that are consistently made against our team by Fox Sports commentators Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. As nationally televised games, we understand that the commentators need to be sensitive to the fans of the home and away team. However, Aikman and Buck's comments heavily favor any and all of the Seahawks' opponents. Their comments are incredibly critical and degrading. Not only do we respectfully request, the 12th man demands that these two commentators be banned from calling any future Seahawks games. I mean, look... No matter what side you're on, when you watch a national game of any sport, you always think the announcers are on the side of the other team. That's just human nature. Anything they say, you're going to pick up the things. It'll be like, you know, if if I watch like a Blazers-Lakers game, and it's a national game, Mm -hmm. I'll be like, wow, they love the Lakers. They're just ripping on the Blazers all the time. Lakers fans probably look at it the other way. They think, man, they love the Blazers. They're ripping on the Lakers. It's just how you are. The fact, though, that they're trying to get a petition to keep these two from calling the games is—it's a little over the top.
0: I just get mad at the refs. I don't really care about the people commentating.
1: Oh, you can get annoyed with commentators too, but I mean, calling—calling yeah. calling a petition to say
0: I don't want these guys calling the game—that game, seems like a waste of time.
1: It's well, it just makes you look kind of silly. But that is what's out there right now. Finally, in ball talk, we have this. There is a study that came out from a company called Backtrack so they make and sell breathalyzers and they claim to have revealed the NFL's drunkest fan bases do you have any guess of who number one is you probably won't get it but number one most drunkest
0: Texas A&M
1: no NFL NFL oh sorry
0: um, the Cowboys
1: no they're not even in the top five
0: Uh, the Packers
1: nope that's a good guess though
0: thank you I was pretty proud of that one the, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Buffalo Bills. Oh, I was going to say Buffalo Bills, and I was like, wait, no, that's the murderer from Silence of the Lambs. And I'm like, are the Buffalo Bills still actually <laughs> a team? The Buffalo
1: Bills were around before the murderer from Silence, Lambs, Silence of the Lambs. And also, there was a Buffalo Bill before Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Just so you know. they They did not invent the term Buffalo Bill. Silence of the Lambs. Buffalo Bills ranked number one drunkest fan base, followed by... Isn't
0: Aaron a big Buffalo Bills fan? Yes, he is. All right.
1: (laughs) Yep. Followed by Detroit Lions, Philadelphia Eagles, Cleveland Browns, and Arizona Cardinals. So according to their study, those are the, the... Those fan bases consume the most alcohol. Huh. The least drinking crowds are the Tennessee Titans and Cincinnati Bengals, according to their study, which seems weird to me.
0: Okay, why?
1: I would think Tennessee would be up there.
0: I would think so. The Cincinnati, the... I don't know.
1: I don't know. Well, either way, that's what they said. The top five are uh, top five biggest drinking fan bases. Buffalo Bills, Detroit Lions, Philadelphia Eagles, Cleveland Browns, and Arizona Cardinals. There you go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Well, I don't realize how
0: long we've been talking well, about right, Give me
1: some... Speaking of having some drinks, Sarah... <laughs> Yes, Greg. Coming up on November 12th. Oh, the next Thursday you're talking about. Next Thursday, Mm. a week from tomorrow. We're going to be having some drinks at the Landmark Saloon. sure are. courtesy of Small Town Brewery for the Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night.
0: Oh my gosh, and we're also going to have Not Your Father's Root Beer where we're going to make root Mm -hmm. beer floats and we're going to have lots of fun and merriment and prizes and laughter.
1: Yes, and we would like to see everybody come down. Yeah, so please, so, yeah,
0: come down, hang out. We'd love to see
1: you. November 12th at the Landmark Saloon. It would be fantastic to see you all out there, and thank you to Small Town Brewery for sponsoring that.
0: Awesome.
1: All right, so the last thing I've got here, now you've, you've got your different whatever, different events yes. that you're going to be working at. Mm-hmm. We talked about the business meetings. Yes. Now we got to talk about the weddings. All right, tell me. So here are some games, some things you can do the, with the weddings. Now, when it first starts, when people are first rolling in, fun game to do, pick out the mother's. So you got you have the mother of the groom, mother of the bride. Assuming it's it's that's kind of wedding it is, mother mother of the groom, mother of the bride. Okay, see if you can pick out who that is because they are generally going to be louder than everybody. They're going to be bossier than everyone. All right. Oops. And then on top of that, pick out who's the groom's mom or the bride's mom. Who do you think would be the more obnoxious, bossy one?
0: Probably the groom's.
1: You're right. Okay. It is. It is always the groom's. The boy's
0: getting married. It
1: is always the groom's mom. She's
0: giving them away to another the, lady. The
1: groom's mom is always the most over the top, and that's that's one game you can play there to pick that out.
0: <laughs> Here are.
1: Oh, this is this is good. This is yeah. Some I like wedding this. wedding music. Yeah. Okay. It's
0: the extended bridal march.
1: So, and and these weddings that I'm talking about too, just to clarify, I'm talking about. Big weddings, usually two hundred people, and I said fifty thousand earlier. That's probably way too low. Let, think two three three hundred thousand dollars yeah. at least, just on that party, just on the wedding. Probably even more. So at these big things, there are constants that will always happen at these the size at this size of a, an expensive wedding. Okay. Basically, rich people weddings, and they're usually younger bride and groom too. They're usually like twenty, or twenty-two you know they're, they're so that they're in starter marriages starter marriages okay. yeah rich starter marriages the groom and bride are actually usually not too bad you don't usually have to worry about them they're kind of they're kind of boring because they're overwhelmed by things mm-hmm. however their wedding parties that's where you have some some things to watch some constants that will always be there uh, i'll give you this constant in the wedding party at these these high-end weddings there's usually, they usually have a bunch of groomsmen. There's like eight of them. One of them is going to be a real jerk. Okay. One of them out of that group will be a jerk. All right. And and you will not like that person. At least one out of their groomsmen will suck. And then we have this. One of the, one of the other groomsmen, it will, usually won't be the one who sucks. When we get to the speeches, here's something to always watch out for, and this will happen. Mm-hmm. One of the Grimsons will get up and give a speech, and either he'll have said he's going to wing it or he'll have said that you know he's he's fine. he's just looking forward to, to you know talking about it. He will get up there and he will clam up and it will be awkward. and it'll just be really short. No that's the thing. It won't be short. Oh. So they'll start talking and then they'll realize everyone's watching them. This is usually somebody who's probably cocky until they get up there. And then they realize everyone's watching them and they realize they don't really know what they're saying or they're doing. And they start getting really quiet and they'll mumble a lot. Okay. And it'll be hard to understand them. But everybody will be watching them and people will start getting restless. And this is where the awkwardness comes into it. Where you watch the whole crowd realize, oh, this guy's this guy's feeling bad.
0: Oh, we don't even know what he's saying.
1: We don't know what he's talking about. Okay. But instead, the key is, though, instead of ending it and bailing out, he panics and he does the opposite. He keeps going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To where it's just way too long. He'll be like, yeah, and... um, You know, I... Uh, I remember, uh... You know, in college, we went camping one time. And, uh... And Bob and I, we were camping and then Um, and then we had our other friend Jim there and, and, you know, and we were, we were talking about,
0: uh, girls and,
1: you know, and then he, he brought up, uh, you know, Cindy and he's like, man, who's this girl? And then, uh, and then Jim, Jim made fire and, and then we were sitting around the fire and then and then our other friend was making hot dogs. And oh, just my be like God. Details that have no purpose to the story. Yeah. And it will ramble on and on and on and on. That will happen. That's going to happen. Another thing, the constant, I've talked about this before, one of the bride, generally one of the bridesmaids, could, could be an aunt, one of them is going to ball.
0: Mm, I've seen that.
1: They will cry. You won't be able to understand what they're saying. And they really, they're talking about themselves. They're not talking about the bride. They're not talking about what what she is, but she will. <laughs> I just love you so much, didn't it? I remember when you, we talked about finding that man of our dreams, and we we went through some hard times together. And you were so happy, and I'm so happy for you. Oh my God. You. And I know that I, I mean, we we, we, find, we talked about finding love, and then
0: stop, you, Greg. That is enough. You
1: have. Love. Really she's talking about herself because she's because she, she hasn't found love. I'm sorry that's that's just the case. When you see enough of these things you get a little bit immune to it. Okay. You will have a crier. Finally a game that you can play. When you're when you're bartending at these events. Okay. Look out look out in the crowd. Pick out the person who's not cheering as much as anyone else. Pick out who secretly wishes they were with the bride or groom. Because oh, somebody wow. in those big weddings, it's enough people, it's enough pool. Guarantee the bride or the groom has dated someone else in that audience, and that person wishes it was them.
0: Well, that sounds like an awkward game. I don't want to but play it, that
1: but game. It's, it's a game you can play, and I'm telling you, you can you can pick them out. Oh
0: my god! You can pick them out. Well, thank you for the ideas. Yes, I'm just
1: saying, I'm saying these are things that will that will help you out.
0: I have seen all three of those, but now I'm glad for the reminder because now I know what to look for. Stop
1: it. It means so much to me. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503 575 9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into Fun Employment Radio. You are all wonderful people.
0: Greg, do you know what tomorrow is? What's tomorrow? Greg, it's our six year anniversary I know tomorrow. It
1: is. Six years of doing Fun it's Employment the fifth Radio. Of
0: November, tomorrow. Tomorrow, oh my God. right
1: here on the show, we're going to have a very special guest in the studio.
0: We will. He's confirmed. Yeah. We're going to be joined by Mike Kaplan, our Mist- buddy, who you've just, I think, most, not- uh, most recently have probably seen them on America's Got Talent. Yes. And he's been a bunny of ours for years. We're super excited. He's going to be in town. He's doing a show, uh, I believe, tomorrow night. So he's going to stop by, hang out. And we're doing a show tomorrow at noon. Noon o'clock. Noon o'clock. Noon o'clock Pacific time. Our anniversary show. Oh, my God. Six years. Jesus Christ.
1: That's a long time.
0: That is a long time.
1: Wow. That is a really long time. Oh, my God. That's tomorrow. November 5th, 2015. And... Tonight on the uh, Fun Employment Radio Network, no Geek in the City. They're taking the week off. Yes. So uh, they will be off this week, but of course you can always go to geekinthecity.com and listen to their past episodes. Go to funemploymentradio.com where we've got links to all of the shows that air on this network. I like it. So much material right there. I like it. So many things to listen to.
0: Oh my gosh. Thank you for sticking with us. I cannot believe six years. Are you kidding me? Yep. I'm kind of having a... uh, how did that happen moment? Can How
1: did that happen? We'll
0: have that tomorrow then. Yes. Right, we'll have there that we moment go. tomorrow. All right, I'm sorry, that will sorry. I'm a little tomorrow. overwhelmed. I'm a little, little, little clumped.
1: Thank you so much, everyone, for all of your support. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio.
0: .com. Love you. Bye.
1: You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.